visitors, listeners, listeners. This is Enjoy. This is Enjoy the Balance of Your Day, episode 11. Enjoy, House of Nanya, Drinker of Wine. This episode is going to be interesting because, first of all, it's with me, so that's already interesting. Um, secondly, the, I thought to do this episode because I wanted to cover House of the Dragon. Um, I wanted to cover House of the Dragon because years and years and years ago, when we were in a baby relationship, my wife, well, she wasn't my wife then, but my lover then, was talking about Game of Thrones. And I'm one of those people, if I'm in a relationship and I really like, that I really like, I'm willing to do things to get to know that person better, which is honestly what everybody should do. But perhaps I do it to almost an obsessive point because I had no desire to watch Game of Thrones, but because I really liked her, I decided to catch up. The only way I was able to catch up is if I read things online, recaps online, and then watched, or sometimes even read them while watching, because it was a lot of characters that I had to catch up with, a lot of storylines in a really short amount of time, so I could still look really, really cute to my then lover. Anywho, I ended up getting really into Game of Thrones, so much so that like many viewers, I skipped the last episode because I heard it was terrible. And now there is House of the Dragon, which for some time I'd been calling House of Blood before we started watching it, which explains why Ty was so confused when I would talk about it. But I used to call it House of Blood, probably because I've watched all of Game of Thrones and it's pretty bloody. Anyhow, I digress. I want to cover it because I want to cover it for people like me who are into the show or maybe need some help getting into the show. Not the people who are obsessed. Well, the people who are obsessed with the show might enjoy this because they'll laugh at me. Um, Those of you who are new to the show, don't worry about too many spoilers because in order to do spoilers, I would really have to know what I'm talking about. And this sheet of paper you hear here is all my frantic notes because to prepare for this, I did not sit and watch episodes one through five again because I'm not going to do that. I just read online a few places and jotted down some notes so that I could at least attempt to tell you the story in order. This recap, which will contain spoilers, but not major ones. Trust me, I'm not going to remember anything major or maybe the way that I tell it, you'll want to see for yourself to make sure I'm not too crazy. This recap is good for everyone. I strongly encourage you to continue listening. Um, I came up with my name, Drinker of Wine, because I went to get some water so that I wouldn't be all dry while I was working on this podcast. And the refrigerator is no longer giving water. I don't know why, but I'm definitely not going to have water from the sink. So I had no choice but to have wine. So I filled my Wawa extra large cup up with wine and ice. Spoiler it might be a little sloppy. Anyway, I had to tell you something else. Oh, I spoke to Jay the other day. Jay is the podcaster that interviewed me on his show, Talking Sweet with Sweet Baby Jay, or maybe Sweet Baby. Again, lots of wine. Um, we had a conversation the other day, like a, um, I don't remember that what that meeting. Anyway, we met up to discuss the show that I recorded of he and I, and I had just posted, even though it had been sitting on my computer for ages. We were discussing the show and he really liked my daughter's song, my daughter and her husband, Chaos. That's the name of the song. That's not the name of my daughter's husband, Ew. Anyway, um, (laughs) he really enjoyed the song, so we were talking about that. And he was telling me how I could have it at the beginning of the show and then fade it so that I'm talking over it. And then it goes away. He said to do it two different ways, ways which I know, but I don't see the point of explaining to you because why would you care? But one of the main things I had to do was use my computer so that I could work on Audacity. That would be the only way to blend the music so it wouldn't be so abrupt. If you hear that buzzing in the background, like that white noise, that's the computer. So while I was trying to fool around with it for the past hour and figure things out, I realized that the sound is really too scratchy. Therefore, I'm on my phone 
but I don't want to waste the computer, so I have it running in case I have to look something up to verify something on my little notes. So don't think I didn't try with Amaya song. Um, right now, what I did is I went into Anchor, which is the way that I record on my phone, and I put her song as the first segment. I put some random sound as like the little transition, and then it should have come directly to me. It might still sound a little rough, but be patient um, because I'm not going to get this overnight. There's no way. Is that all I had to tell you about that? I think so. I think so. While I was working on this podcast, I was listening to um, Pink Shade recap um, Inmate to Roommate Season 1, Episode 2. If you haven't checked out that show, it's on A&E. If you're interested, check it out. If you're not interested, just listen to Pink Shade and then you will be interested. Or watch the show and then return to Pink Shade to follow their show. One of the shows that inspired me. I'm rambling. That's what I'm doing. Okay, too much wine. Anyway, in order for you to understand the House of the Dragon... This is, I think, 180 years before Game of Thrones, Daenerys and all of them. Okay, so you know that much. I need to tell you who the characters are because it's going to be easier for you to follow if you know who we're talking about. So the first house, and not first because it's most important, first because it's on this great Game of Thrones HBO original House of Dragon character guide, is the House of Strong. The House of Strong is some dude named Lionel who is imported later on. Harwin and Laris. So Harwin and Larnis are Lionel's kids. Harwin is like this big strong guy and he's, they call him Break Bones. And then of course, to be the opposite, his brother Laris walks around with a limp. He's got a club foot or something. I think he has a cane or a stick. Doesn't really matter. He's always in a rope. He's always limping. You don't even really see him till later, later. Anyhow, after that on the chart is the house of Valerian. So Valerian has Carlos, who is the sea snake. He's also the richest dude. And the entire house of Valerian have really nice. Okay, I don't want to say nice because they're actually terrible wigs. But most of them are white hair, similar to the house of Tarek. Teregian? Okay, we're gonna, it's going to be a long day. Anyway, I digress. So their hair is white and it's like locked. It's either locked or it's curly. Um, I'm wondering now if the men have locks and the women have curls. That might be the case as I'm thinking back. The mom doesn't because the mom, wait a second. Yes, the mom doesn't because she's spoiler alert well no i don't want to say spoiler skip that part anyway so it's the brother and his name is where are my notes Damond, and then the other brother corliss that's the rich guy the sea snake corliss is married to rhinaris who hap or maybe rainus who knows who happens to be the cousin of the actual king she was supposed to be queen but she's a girl so you know how that works and the two of them have a daughter, Lena, and a son, Laner. Both important, but Laner, he seems important first. We'll get to that. All right, so that was the end of, I said everybody? Yeah. So then the next house is House of Targon, which I'm wondering if they are the House of the Dragon, because they're the main house. I don't know. I can't imagine. I might have to look that up, but I don't want to lose this chart. All right, so that the king there is Viserys. And his wife, his pregnant wife, is Emma. There's an A in front of her name, so I don't know if it's supposed to be Aima, but I'm calling her Emma. His brother is Damon. So Damon, or Damion, um... It's very typical in movies that Damon or Damon is the bad person. So in this case, he's the bad person. Anyway, he's the younger brother. He's super annoying. He goes out of his way to aggravate his brother, the king. And you will see as we go on how hard he aggravates his brother, the king. I'm sure he's jealous because his brother is supposed to be king. I mean, his 
his brother is king and he may never be king. He's just irresponsible, but he's really good in wars. You'll see that soon later. Soon later is wrong. You'll see that soon. All right, so that's Damon. All right, so Rhaenyra and Viserys, our husband and, whoops, sorry. Viserys and Emma have a daughter named Rhaenyra. She, Emma is pregnant. The next guy is Sir Otto. So Sir Otto is the king's right-hand man or left-hand man. He's the king's advisor. He has a daughter named Alicent, and Alicent is Rhaenyra's best friend. Really important for you to know that also. He has a brother named Hobart. All I know about Hobart so far is that that's his older brother. So Alicent is Sir Otto's daughter. Super important. So now the king's guard, just like it sounds, the king's guard, duh, protects the king. So there's Kristen Cole, Harry, I didn't write his name clear, so I don't see it, Harold somebody or another, and then Ryan. So they're the king's guard, and I feel like um, Ryan might have watched the king first, and then it goes to Harold, and I think Kristen... Christian was guarding the princess. This is, it's coming together. All right, so those are the characters. I think we talked about all of them. All right, so episode one is a lot of background stuff, like the who's who, there's dragons flying back and forth. No one's really impressed by the dragons because they don't realize in 172 years, dragons are going to be such a big deal. So they're like, whatever. Some people like the dragons, some people could care less. The queen is heavy pregnant. Heavy, heavy, heavy pregnant. Um, she's in bed pregnant because, as you know, in these programs of old, the women um, suffer during pregnancy. So she's in bed. She's sweaty. she got a bunch of nurses around her. Her daughter, Rhaenyra, and her best friend, Allison, are doing, like, best friend things, talking, laughing, whatever the case may be. Oh, prior to this, we get introduced to Rhaenyra, and she, like, gets off of a dragon and she's a badass and you don't know that she's a girl at first until she like takes off I don't know maybe she has a helmet or a leather cap and then all this hair and then you're like oh wow she's a girl whatever you know because we need those roles anyhow so she and her best friend are having fun um the king is talking with some important people about who's going to take over for him we find out that well he doesn't say it but they allude to it and you see it later on he has some weird like wait a second I missed a step. What did I miss? All right. So the way the show episode, the way the show opens up, the king and his cousin. He wasn't the king yet. He was a dude and his cousin, and they were with their grandfather, who was the actual king. And the crown should have gone to the girl, but she's a girl, so that didn't work out. So it went to Viserys. He became king when his grandfather died. Then we meet his family. All right. So at the end of this episode, all they throughout the episode, they're just going back and forth. Who's going to be the king? Who's going to be the king's heir? Because all he has is a girl. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? So all this pressure is on the mom to have birth to a to give birth to a boy. So guess what? She gives birth to a boy. Everybody's super excited. Boom. She dies. The baby dies. That's it. So the king ends up naming his daughter to be the next on the throne. And this pisses off Damon, his brother, because I guess he would have liked it. And it also shits just a little more on the queen who never was, his cousin, because we cannot have a girl running the house. All right, so the king names his daughter next. That's how the episode ends, I think. We go to episode two. And since the king no longer has a wife because the wife died in childbirth and the king no longer has a son because the son died in childbirth, they have to figure out what's going to happen next. The king has to marry somebody because he has to have a boy. They just keep going back to this. He has to have a boy because if he doesn't have a boy, this heifer over here is going to be queen and that can't happen. So first they look at Dread King. His name is, let me go back to my guy, Corliss. They look at Corliss because he has a daughter named Lena, and she's gorgeous. She has this big, poofy, white hair, really, really, really gorgeous, and also cute because she's like 12. So the king's like, are you kidding? She's a kid. That's gross. I'm not doing that. Find me someone else. 
So they go back and forth, they go back and forth. Somebody, maybe Otto, brings up Alicent, who is Rhaenyra's best friend and also Otto's daughter. Otto is the guy that I told you that is um, the king's right-hand man who gives him all his advice. So I guess he put a little sound in the king's ear that Alicent, who is beautiful and of age, could marry him. Now, when she does that, boom, she gets pregnant. He doesn't tell the king this part, but this is what he's thinking. She gets pregnant. She has a boy. The boy becomes the heir, and then Otto can be rich and not just be the king's advisor. He could also be the father-in-law to the queen and the grandfather to the next king. Are you following? Take a beat. I need to take a beat also. All right. So the king's like, all right, you know what? She's cute. I'll marry her. Now, Rhaenyris is not excited about this because one, this is her best friend. She doesn't seem to have too many friends and that's her dad. So this would make her best friend, her best friend, stepmom, queen to be, or it, it would make her the grandmother of her kids. It's just a lot. It would be... It's a lot to consider. Of course, Allison does it because her dad advises her to do it. So she and Rhaenyra's, their relationship gets a little shaky because that's not a cool feeling. Um, Damon is upset because this could have been him. And of course, it's not him. All right. So now Damon, I think, I don't know if the brother sent him there or Damon went there on his own because he likes to fight. But he's involved in this huge war with this guy called the Crab Feeder. Because after he semi-kills you, he sets you up and his crabs eat you. So he's like on an island somewhere and it's just sand and crabs and carnage. Because everybody's dying. Everybody's dying. So David is over there at war with the crab feeder. And I feel like the king offers Damon some help. But I almost think the king would love for him to go there and become crab food. Whatever happens, happens because the king offers Damon help and boom, Damon kills the crab killer. And then the war continues, but it's not as bad because the crab killer's dead. And I guess his crabs decided they didn't want to eat people anymore. And that was that. So everybody's happy. Yay, Damon saved the day. So back in the kingdom, Allison has married the king and she gave birth to a boy. This obviously is not minutes later, but you know what I mean. She gives birth to a boy, and I feel like the uncle at this point gets married to this woman. I'm not really sure if Damon gets married, but something happens with him. I'm pretty sure he has a wife, but he's also a hope because he's always out with other women. So wife or, or lovers or whatever, he's out there living his best life, but he's also dealing with the war. So on episode three... It's three years later. And I'm looking at my notes. Episode three is actually where they had the big fight with the crab feeder and Damon won. All these marriage proposals are coming into the king because everyone wants to marry his daughter because his daughter is set to be queen. So all these marriage proposals. Um, the king has like some sort of party. I don't know if his... Something happens. There's some sort of... Oh, you know what? It might have been his wedding. Nope, that's not what it was. When his wife was going to have her baby, the boy, or after she had her baby, the boy, they went on this hunt to look for this white deer. And I think it was the day of the hunt, and it was like a feast day. And Rhaenyris finds out, I think, that her dad has a plan for her to marry somebody. She gets really upset. I can't remember who he wants her to marry. He wants her to marry maybe someone from that first house, maybe from House Strong. I'm not, I don't remember, but he wants her to marry someone and she's pissed. So she goes off into the woods and her knight, Sir Chris, follows her, her Kingsguard. I think he's a knight. Her knight follows her to keep her safe and they spend the evening together. Nothing really happen, happens, but there's like some romantic chemistry there and... A boar tries to attack him and she kills the boar and then she goes back all bloodied. The wedding has already happened. I'm sorry, keep saying the wedding. I think the baby was already there. And that was... 
that was pretty much the end of that. I oh, they the king found a deer with his hunters, but it wasn't the white one. It was another one, which is kind of foreshadowing because he was supposed to find the white one, and he kills it. But they have to like encourage him to kill it because he's all weak and feeble. He can't really kill it, but he kills it. In the split screen, in the next episode, the or not episode, the next scene, the princess finds the white one with her um, Kingsguard, but she tells him not to kill it, which is probably more foreshadowing. And I think the episode ends after she gets back all bloodied and everything else from killing the wild boar. So in episode four, the dad has decided that she can choose her own husband because they have this big fight about the guy he wanted her to marry. So she's like sitting there with her dad and people are coming up and like selling themselves. Like, I can do this. I can do that. I have this many pigs. I know how to whatever. I know how to speak dragon. This old man comes up and she's like, I don't know you're old. So the old man walks off. And then in contrast, like a 10 year old comes up and tries to impress her and the people that are watching start laughing at him because you know he's like a he he's lucky if he's a middle schooler that's how young this kid is and then somebody laughs at him and then the queen's like enough of this this is bullshit i'm sorry not the queen the princess this is bullshit and she gets up to walk off and then in the background you see the little middle schooler kill the bully which i I think he might have lopped his head off if i remember i know he killed him killed him she gets on a boat with um, Kristen, her king's guard, and they're like, whatever, talking shit. She, wait, is that when he says, yeah, no, she just gets on a boat with him, they talk. She gets home, and her uncle Damon is back. Damon is being flirty, wait, When is he being flirty with her? I think he's being flirty. I think this is the episode when he's being flirty with her. Or it was the episode before. Either way, their relationship was weird. (coughs) So he's being flirty with her. She's being flirty with him. Um, She and her now stepmommy ex-best friend have like kind of a creepy conversation. um, Because the knew the her stepmother ex-best friend wants them to be friends but also kind of wants to be her mother and she wants none of it so they have a weird conversation on that i think the king and his brother damon meet up and in front of everybody of course because it has to be a big show and damon's like oh here's the sword from the crab feeder blah 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 i pledge you my allegiance my king blah blah and the king's like okay we're friends again and they're fine uh, they have, I think, a party or something. Everybody goes to bed. And the princess gets to her room. She has saw some message. It's like a map. And she, like, touches maybe a bookcase or something and it moves. And she goes inside the little hole and she meets her uncle. And he puts, like, this hoodie or, like, a robe on her. And, of course, she looks like a little boy. And he takes her out, like, a night on the town in King's Landing. And there's people um, drinking and yelling and fighting and playing and making out a lot of making out. And she's having all this fun and she's she's just loving her life. And she feels like this is the best day ever because, you know, her dad never lets her do anything except maybe ride dragons and kill boars. And at one point, they go into like a bathhouse. And it's it's like Caligula. Everybody's having sex. Everybody's naked. They're rubbing up. It's it's every. It's just it's a lot. It's a full on orgy. So she's in this full on orgy with her uncle, and they're walking. And she's looking around like she just can't believe everything that's going on. And her uncle, in a cringe moment, starts explaining sex to her. But that's not what he says. He he says it House of the Dragon style. You have to watch on your own. And she's fascinated. And then at one point, he kisses her. Let me say that again in case you weren't paying attention. The uncle kisses his niece, the princess. And they're pretty much making out. And he's still somewhat teaching her about sex as he's talking to her. And he starts stripping her clothes off. And everybody's around them doing their own thing. My mind is screaming. But I've read so much V.C. Andrews. This shouldn't have been a shock to me. It still was kind of shocking. And then 
I think they're about to have sex. And then he's like, nope. And he just runs off. So now she's all hot and bothered. She's upset. She goes home. She finds her. I don't know if she finds her way through the little way she went in out the first time or through the front. But she manages to get home. She gets home. She goes to her room. She see. Actually, yeah, she came in through the front. She sees um, Chris, her night's guard or her king's guard. And he's like, what? Because he doesn't know how she got out the room. He goes in the room after her. She seduces him. They have sex. They have lots of sex. Back in the king's room. In fact, this is while Rhaenerys and Damon were making out in the bathhouse. In the king's room, he was having sex with Allison, or Allison was kind of sitting on top of him looking grossed out because he does have some weird disease where he has open sores on his body. So she's kind of on top, but it's 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 uncomfortable to watch. It's like they just didn't want me to enjoy all the other sex going on. Okay, so the next day, somebody tells Otto... Possibly somebody Otto sent out to check or to spy for him. Somebody tells Otto, hey, uh, I don't know how to tell the king this, but we all saw the princess in the bathhouse um, making out with her uncle. And it was pretty gross and they had at it. So Otto runs to go tell the king and he's all kind about it and says that the two of them, you know, that the, the princess was out and the dad's like, where did she go? Oh, she was in Kingsland. And the dad's like, what do you mean? And the guy's like, oh, you're so much more serious than that. It's more than just dipping out in the middle of the night. And he's just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, well, she was with your brother Damon. Okay, so what? That's her uncle. Big deal. What do you mean? What do you mean? The guy's like, well, actually, you know, they were coupling. And the king gets outraged because he doesn't believe it. Because why would he believe that? He yells at him. I feel like he tells his wife, the wife goes to find the princess, you know, the the wife is her stepmother ex-best friend and it's just like why would you do such a thing that's disgusting and now that I think about it I think the two of them were both checking him out when they were just best friends so this also is probably jealousy because Allison is sleeping with um sure he's a king but he has open sores and he's like five times her age so she doesn't want to do that anyway they have this argument the princess ex-best friend is like, I would never do that. And she switches in between, you know, I would never do that. I'm your best friend or I'm your friend and you know me better. And then she switches to some sort of like, well, I'm the princess and this is treason. So it's 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 another one of their weird arguments, but she manages to convince the princess that she didn't do that, that that's a lie. And the queen, she, the princess manages to convince the queen queen goes back to her husband and she's just like oh you know whoever told you that lied because I just spoke to her she would never do that yada yada blah blah so the king sits there and he's feeling annoyed he then calls the princess to his chambers where he tells her some story about how somebody had a dream maybe the grandfather maybe even him that the house would be run by a woman which when you get to game of thrones you'll find out more about that and that's why she would be the next leader and something else happened oh he also told her that he was going to marry her whether she liked it or not and he was going to marry her to lenor who is the son of the black dude with the locks and all the money because that black dude not only is he super super rich he also has the biggest army, so it would be smart for those kids to marry. She's not happy about that, but she's like, all right, whatever. But you know what? I'm not going to do that unless you fire Otto. She wanted her dad to fire Otto because Otto is the one who ran back and said that she was getting messy with her uncle over in Babylon. Okay, so the father agrees. Fine, fine, fine. I'll fire him. You'll marry um, Leonor and everybody. Leonor, Leonor, whatever, Leo, and everybody will be happy. He goes back to his whatever. He calls Otto in and he fires Otto because that's what the daughter wants. Um, let's see. Hold on. Okay, then the king. This is before, after. It doesn't matter. I told you this is not a real spoiler. The king has his brother 
butt to him and the brother is still hungover and the king is upset because he's like what the hell why were you outside with your niece in the middle of the night being a weirdo and then not to be outdone the brother says well you know what I never ask you for anything I never ask you for anything you have me on that stupid island with that stupid crab loser and I I killed him I saved all these people and I still haven't asked you for anything I came here, I gave you my sword, I said my allegiance is to you. I still haven't asked you for anything. Even though you're old and dumb. He didn't say that. But I still haven't asked you for anything. Let me marry Rhaenerys. So the king's like, what? And obviously Damon wants to marry Rhaenerys because he's into her. But also because he wants to be married to a queen. Because then at least he'll get closer to the throne, right? So the king's like, you're disgusting, that's crazy, that's stupid, get out, bye, 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 whatever. He leaves. Is that the end of the episode? So a recap of that recap. The, so far where we are is the king married his daughter's best friend who gave him a son. Her dad wants the son to be king, so he's telling his daughter, you have to, you know, get this done. Um, Damon comes back, almost has sex with his niece, and then asks his brother for her hand in marriage so he can get closer to the throne. Um, Otto gets fired and goes on his merry way. Wait, Otto gets fired, and I think the daughter and him have a conversation. And the daughter gets it in her head that the reason her father is being fired is because Rhaenyra started all this. So now the queen's going to be mad because she doesn't want her father to leave. Episode five is the wedding. Oh, in episode four, the guy that she slept with, Chris, was pretty much like run away with me and we can be married and we can be together. And she's like, whatever, because I'm rich and I'm not going to do that. That was episode four. So episode five, they fast forward to the wedding, which is probably like five days after because they do things really, really fast. The episode opens and Damon kills his wife. Not a big spoiler. Right now, she's not important. You won't care about her. Maybe you'll care about her later. He kills his wife who he like makes she he freaks out her horse. She falls off the horse and hurts her back. And then he smashes her face in with a rock. The Valerians go to um, the Dread House. The Valerians? No, the Targaryens go to the House of Valerian so that they could say, hey, by the way, this is a great idea. Why doesn't your son marry our daughter? And they go back and forth on how it's going to work. And they decide that when they get married, when the cousins get married, remember, because her aunt is married to the Valerian dude, when the cousins get married, they'll take the name Valerian, right? So they'll be Princess and Prince Valerian or King and Queen Valerian or whatever, Mr. and Mrs. Valerian, Cousin Valerians. They'll be Valerian. But then when they have kids, whichever one of their kid, boy or girl, ends up ruling the kingdom will rule under the name Targaryen. So that way both dads kind of get their way. Are you following that? Okay. So that's the plan. Back on the beach, the princess is now with her betrothed cousin. And she pretty much tells him, you know, I know this is not something you want to do, but this is the best thing for our family. And then gives him like some weird metaphor about how some people like geese and other people like ducks and taste. And I know I'm not your taste and you're not my taste. His taste is boys. He likes the boys. He has a boyfriend. And her taste is Sir Chris. Because remember, she had big sex with him the same night that her best friend was being almost molested by her dad, the king. So they kind of make an agreement. And they're like, all right, we'll do what the people want us to do. But we're still going to have our own thing thing on the side. Him being his boyfriend and her being Chris, who she was just going to keep as a lover, despite him wanting to marry her. So they go back to the house. Everybody's happy because they're going to have this great wedding. They show us Leonor, the soon-to-be husband of the princess. And he's with his boyfriend. And they're hanging out in the tall grass. 
giggling, making out, and stuff like that. And the boyfriend tells Leonor, I don't know if it's Leonor or Leonor. I'm calling Leo. Let me try to remember that. Tells Leo, listen, here's the thing. The princess has a guard. And I'm pretty much, she's no, she's plowing that guard. So that'll be her guard. And I could be your guard. And then we're all a happy family. You two can be married and do the right thing. I could still hit hit it with you, get it with you. And she could still have her man on the side and we'll all be happy. So the soon-to-be husband is like, okay, that sounds good to me. They all get together for the wedding. So I'm going to try to explain this part carefully. There's a lot of players. So the king's at the table with his daughter. They're getting together for the wedding. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the room. It's one of these feast days, right? So somebody is like announcing people as they come in. Junior, House of Cheesecake. Mick, House of Donald, whatever. He's introducing these people as they come in. The soon-to-be wedded family with the princess, the Valerians, come in and they're super grand and they all look amazing. The daughter, Leonor, who was 12 when we last spoke about her, is now older. Like She's, she's like a young woman, maybe a teenager. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody's hot. They walk down. They look great. Everybody's cheering. They sit down. They keep introducing people. The princess is sitting there looking gorgeous. And Chris, her spurned lover, is in the corner just looking at everybody like he wants to kill them because he's, you know, he's so depressed because his woman's going to marry this guy. And they are waiting for the queen who is taking her sweet time outside because she doesn't really care about anything. And, oh, I forgot to say... That episode that where the princess made out with her uncle and they almost had sex and then she ended up going home and sleeping with the knight. That same night, her dad sent one of the medicine men to her room with some tea, I'm assuming like abortion tea or something like that. You need to know that because the queen during the festivities was outside walking around and she ran into the limping guy, right? Remember I said in the beginning, there's a limping guy and his brother's super strong from the house of strong incidentally so the limping guy is just like oh like all the limping characters in films they're always like the sneaks oh i hope uh the princess is feeling better and the queen's like well, what are you talking about she's fine she's about to get married oh i hope she's feeling better because i did hear that she had a situation and i do know that they bought her some tea and a blah blah and gets it in her mind that what they said about the princess was true, that she did get it on with her uncle. Mind you, she did get it on, but not with her uncle. With the Kingsguard, she did. So now the princess is furious because now everything is wrong. This heifer over here was pregnant with her uncle's baby, which means she's gross. She's my best friend or my ex-best friend. She lied to me. I had to deal with that old peeling-ass husband of mine in like a coupling way, and I'm still grossed out. My dad's been banished from the castle and the kingdom, and I'm stuck here bearing all these kids. I don't know if I mentioned she's pregnant in this episode. She might have had a baby. I think she had a girl. Whatever. She's pregnant. Two kids. Here I am, continuously getting knocked up for this man, and he's still going to give this heifer the throne. So when she gets to the party, she's hot. I don't mean hot, ooh la la hot. I mean hot. Like, she showed up hot. She was ready to fight. She got there. She's wearing this long green gown. The entire party stops and everybody looks at her like, oh, shit, what's going on? So she walks over to the king and he looks at her like, ugh. She sits down. I think he says something to her, but she ignores him, just letting him know how pissed she is. Dancing starts up again. Um, I think the prince, the fiance to the princess, I think they have their first, they start their first dance. So, again, Christian is off in the corner looking sad. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's having a great time. Leonore, who is the fiancé, his boyfriend, I don't know his name then, his boyfriend goes over to Chris and is like, hey, uh, looks like you're having a rough day. Well, so am I, but I've got news for you. I know you're messing with the princess and you should know that I'm very close to Leonore. So we can all work together and be one big happy family. 
So Chris is just disgusted because he wants to marry the princess, right? He doesn't want to be her lover. So he's like, now this dude's coming here and telling me we're going to have like this whole, you know, sister wife situation or whatever's going on. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be part of this. Um, The princess goes, she stops dancing with her husband. She sees her uncle in the crowd. They have a conversation. They have throughout seasons one through five, anytime they're around each other, they end up sneaking off to have a conversation. And it's always very flirty. And it also tells really important things that I can't remember right now, but we get the gist gist of it all. She goes to talk to her uncle and the father, the king, notices that she's talking to her uncle and they're being very flirty. And I think the uncle touches like the back of her head or her neck, like almost like he's about to kiss her. And the king looks pissed and he looks like he's going to head that way. But then a fight breaks out. I mean, a huge fight. I had to go back and read because I didn't even know who started the fight. Who started the fight was Chris. Chris was still in his feelings about his woman going off to marry this gay guy. And now here's the, the gay guy's boyfriend coming to tell him that they're going to be a family. So I think he hits the gay guy first. <coughs> Excuse me. And they start fighting. So since they're fighting and it's a tight place and this is House of the Dragon, also known as House of the Blood in my mind, everybody else starts fighting. The king starts bleeding from the mouth or he's coughing up blood because he's got this weird virus and or this disease and now he sees his brother messing with his daughter. So he starts coughing up blood. Plus we also know he has to die anyway. And everybody's fighting. I think the princess gets knocked over. Um... Maybe somebody was trying to help the princess, but I'm pretty sure everybody was just doing their own bit of the fight. They go back to Chris and the boyfriend, and the fight switches, because Chris is very strong. He's very strong, and he pretty much sits on the guy and beats his face in. He he kills him. He kills him right there. The fiancé, soon-to-be prince, collapses next to his lover and is like crying onto his bloodied face. And then next scene, the wedding's about to happen. If you watch Game of Thrones, you know parties are never good. Not weddings, not birthday parties, quinceaneras, baby showers. Anytime they have a party, something goes wrong. So they're getting married because now they can't even bother with the big wedding. Like they got to do this now because the king is either dying or die. But remember, he was coughing up blood. So they're like, nope, nope, we're going to marry now. We're going to get this over now. So the soon-to-be prince is still all weepy because he you know lost his lover the princess is there there's still blood on the floor they didn't even have time to clean up they just had everybody leave the party and go bandage themselves up so it was a very small wedding almost a shotgun wedding or sword wedding at this point so they have the wedding the queen is as usual wandering around outside she's outside and she sees chris and chris is is bent over on his knees and has his sword pointed at his stomach because again he's so devastated he's gonna kill himself like he's super 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 devastated and the queen stops him from killing himself and now that i'm thinking about it he ended up telling the queen that he had sex with Rhaenyra's. i don't know if that was episode four or five but he ended up telling the queen which made the queen even more angry at Rhaenyra's because she's so mad because Rhaenyra's is having hot sex with a hot guy and sh- and poor Alicent is with her husband who's always bleeding and coughing up blood so they get married I'm assuming the dad dies um, I'm assuming Alicent stopped Chris from killing himself and that's good because we need him we need him for the, the show um, the queen so now the queen has two kids The king has died, but he died before he could name his son, his his and Allison's son, King. So I guess it would still go to Rhaenyra's. Rhaenyra's ends up getting married to her cousin, Leonor. I don't know if I mentioned how Uncle Damon was flirting with Leonor's sister right before he went up to the princess to flirt with her but i already told you he's a hoe so whatever okay fine he's sex positive a sex positive pedophile um he was flirting with that one first now they show us (coughs) excuse me episode six which ta-da you're all up to date now you understand the show i think they show us a preview of episode six 
And now Rhaenerys and Alicent are older, so there are different actresses play them. But you'll know because they're still rocking the same hairdos. And there's different actresses playing them because they're older. And I feel like Rhaenerys is on a boat somewhere. And I don't know anything else. I either fell asleep or went to the bathroom or changed the channel or looked at my phone. And I also don't know when that episode is coming out. It's going to be this week, I think, because I didn't miss it. I could look it up really fast online. I feel like you are now a House of the Dragon. Oh my God, I shouldn't have had all that wine. I feel like you are now a House of the Dragon fan. And you're going to watch this week and then come back for me to recap episode um, six. Episode six release date. All right, I'm going to tell you right now when you have to be in front of your television. House of the Dragon episode six is scheduled to premiere in the U.S. on Sunday, September 25th. <gasps> today. I think it's today. What? Who is going to watch with me today? Oh, no. By the time you hear this, it'll be on already. Okay. So sorry. Maybe this is why I should podcast earlier. Um, it looks like, yeah, it's today. And I'm definitely going to watch today. And I think think I'm going to want to come back to talk about episode six. Like I feel vested. I feel like we did this. I wish this was a call-in show because then you can call in and ask me if you have any questions because I'm pretty sure you have questions and I'm pretty sure I would have to look them up. <coughs> I wanted to, before I go, let you know that my character guide I got from the HBO character guide, the House of Dragon, which is really fun because you can like hover over it it's like those slideshows don't remember what they call these slideshows where all the slides are on the screen and you just hover over them but it's like that that's how it's run and you can see everybody's costume and and, you know in case you're into cosplay and you can see all their family connections we didn't go over all of that i my first two recaps were with vulture.com and i was really into it because i like the way they write But then when I tried to open up the recap for episode three, Vulture hit me with a, you've reached your article limit. And they wanted me to purchase a subscription. The inexpensive one is $8 a month, but I'm tired of purchasing subscriptions. So I had to find another spot. So I found CNET, C-N-E-T. And that's where I got the rest of the episodes for free, Vulture. And that's where I got my information from. If you read those articles, you'll get more information. It'll probably be more detailed. It'll probably be more accurate. But you know everything you need to know. There's nothing else you need to know except you need to know that I hope by the time you're listening, you've already listened, you've already watched episode six, or you're such a severe super fan that you're listening. You're going to listen today as soon as I post this. And then tonight, you're going to make sure you're watching House of the Dragon. The king for sure is dead. The princess, I guess, is queen. She married Leonor, so he's the... He's not called a king. He's called, like, the queen's handmaid or the queen's throne. I don't know, but that's her... I think it's the consort. Maybe the queen's consort. Anyway, we don't know what happens to Chris, but uh, Queen Allison stopped him from killing himself, so we know that much. Otto is off in the woods somewhere. We don't know if he'll be back. Uh, the now princess or the now queen's consort sister is probably still hot somewhere. Damon is pissed somewhere because he didn't get to marry Rhaenerys yet. And I can't think of anybody else in the show that's important. Allison's going to be up to some shit because she's mad. She's mad. And I think that maybe Leonor, who lost his boyfriend at the wedding party, Maybe he'll be down for revenge. Maybe he's changed. Maybe he becomes a killer. Maybe he gets depressed and the queen never sees him. We don't know what's going to happen to him. And I feel like those are the main characters. Like I said, Chris is going to be there. There's no way he's not going to be there. He has a very big um, part in the series. Morning, Tiva. So, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see me? Wow. 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 Great. That's great. Because my mother-in-law just walked past me like I'm not. 
220 pounds strong over here. I'm going to let you go now and because I need to clean something, I think. And then I hope you'll watch House of the Dragon on HBO, episode 6. I'm definitely watching. I'm going to check if it's on already. You know what? No, that's not fair because I should wait for Ty. It's 12. It's only noon. That's why I shouldn't get up at 6.30. I'm going to try to hold off and watch it with her. Or I might watch it now and then watch it again later to make for a better season six recap, which I've already decided that I'm going to do. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry for the rambling. Note to self, I probably shouldn't have wine while I'm producing a show. That should have been water. And if you got lost any of the time and still stuck around, I super appreciate you. Rate, review, and share. Love my daughter's music and take care of yourself. I'm Enjoy. You've been listening to Enjoy the Balance of Your Day, episode 11. Friends, I'm back because I just watched um, the preview for episode six. The king is not dead. The king is not dead. He's just old, old, super old. He's not dead. And I didn't want you to start watching and be confused. All right, I'm out. See you next week.